Hello, and welcome to the Love Your Work Life podcast. I'm your host, Elisa Shuck. Whether you're going for that next promotion, looking for a job, or making a career pivot, I'll teach you how to navigate it all so you can have the career you want. Welcome to Love Your Work Life, episode 90. One. Before I get started, I want to remind you to go to my website, elisashuck-careercoach.com and check out the new page I've added, which lists all of the upcoming webinar events that I'm doing. You'll want to jump into how to feel better at work whether that's landing a new job or navigating some of the drama or toxicity where you work, whatever it is that you need to feel better at work, that's going to be the focus of those webinars. So be sure to check out the events menu item and take a look at when those are happening because I would love to have you there. The replay links will also be posted there. So if you can't register, then you can always jump on there and get access to the replay. All right, let's get into today's topic. You'll recall last week I talked about Ikigai and it was the launch of this multi- episode series I'm doing on Japanese principles and how they apply to our work life. We talked about the four components, contribution, passion, career, and talent. And hopefully you did that Venn diagram where you started to see where those where those aspects overlap and start to create some clarity about Ikigai, your life purpose. This week, I'm talking about the principle of obitori. This is a very interesting one, and I think the perfect follow-up to Ikigai because it is the art of never comparing yourself to others. Isn't it interesting that once we start aiming for our life purpose, that we start comparing ourselves to other people. How is our life purpose measuring up? Are we achieving things fast enough? And oftentimes when we start asking ourselves these very unproductive questions, it's because we're comparing ourselves to someone else. We're comparing our journey to someone else. Not helpful. And what I love about this principle, obitori, is that it comes from four flowering trees. The cherry tree, the plum tree, the peach tree, and the apricot tree. All very beautiful, and they bloom alongside each other, but they do it at different times. They do it in different manners. And so what this principle is really teaching us that you in and of yourself are a beautiful, wonderful, worthy person. 
You don't need anyone else to validate that for you. And you certainly don't need to compare your life, your story, your strengths, your experiences to anyone else out there to find value. And listen, we all do this. And part of it really, I think, comes from some of our primitive brain tendencies. We want to fit in. We want to be part of something. And that's all good. But when you're turning it on yourself and doing it in such a way that diminishes who you are, because one of the favorite things my coach says, because of compare and despair, then it's not serving you. And you won't ever achieve that life purpose as quickly and easily as you would normally if you're self-sabotaging because you're comparing yourself to other people. You have your own set of wonderful qualities. Even as an entrepreneur, I'm hanging out on LinkedIn all the time. Who else is hanging out there? Other career coaches. So the natural tendency to want to compare and contrast and live in that space is normal. But that's why we do things, we create habits to help us override that natural tendency. And a principle like obitory can help us, can center us, can help us realize that we can be who we are as we are and not compare ourselves to other people. So how do you do that? Well, the first step I really believe is finding your own value. I coach on this all the time. When someone is stuck in a toxic work environment or feel like they are being um, held back or lacking a challenge in their current role, sometimes it's really hard to find your value because it's been squished down by other people or believing the uh, stories that other people have spoken over us. So step one is to find your value. And one of the best ways that I know to do this is to start looking for accomplishments and results that you've created. It will reinforce the fact that you are contributing, that you are making a difference. Maybe you even categorize it. I think sometimes it's easier to kind of start with an accomplishments download and anything that feels good, write it down. If you have trouble thinking of anything, and that's common too, what I suggest you do is write down any accomplishment, professional or personal, that stands out in your mind. It could be ages ago, it could be yesterday, but anything that stands out that feels like something that you could relive again emotionally, just experience it again in your mind, the feelings of it, the smells, the place you were, all of it. When you relive it, then you will be celebrating it. And that emotion that you're experiencing again will change your brain chemistry. It will help you turn on higher levels of critical thinking so that once you write down the details of one accomplishment, other ones will start rolling and you start asking yourself great questions like, 
What if I did know my favorite accomplishment? Or you look at the different roles that you had and maybe you find an accomplishment for each one of those and start with the jobs that you had. Or maybe you start with the people. What are the relationships that you really appreciated? What were the things that you did together as a team that you feel really good about and that you can count as an accomplishment in your own life? It will take some work, but it's totally worth it because when you do it, you're starting to find and appreciate your own value. And that leads to the next step that I want to offer you to help you live in a place where you're not comparing yourself to other people. And that is what is your unique story? No one else has your story. No one else has lived the life that you've lived personally or professionally. And there are people's lives that you've impacted and touched simply because you exist on this planet as your own self, a human being, doing the things you've done, saying the things you've said, and the experiences that you've had. Start to take your accomplishments and weave them into a story. I love this, especially as it relates to making a career transition, because you're going to want to know this anyway. And what's really cool is when you start thinking about your story, you start finding the common threads. You start taking that value and you start seeing how if you hadn't done this, it wouldn't have led to that. And this value helped you succeed in this particular role. And the fact that you dealt with that challenging personality gave you an experience to handle it better with a new challenging personality in the future. So this story starts unfolding because you're recognizing your value. Next, as you are looking at your value and your story, you will start to see certain things pop up, certain aha moments that are strengths. The psychologist Donald Clifton says, if you are attracted to something, if there's an interest that you have, if there's something that you just seem to keep gravitating to, it's an indication that it's already a strength. And he goes on to say, if we focus on our strengths and we decide that we're going to leverage our strengths and capitalize on our strengths, then weaknesses actually become obsolete. Wouldn't that be awesome? He talks about the fact that no matter how much effort and time and energy you put in to developing some aspect of yourself, the most you'll move it on a scale of one to 10 is maybe two, three points. So why would you spend all your time and energy moving something that is a two or three only to get it to five? When you capitalize on your strengths and you put your time and energy and focus into that, well, you could move a six to an eight or nine really, really good here. And when you're focused on on your own strengths, it's much easier to let go of what other people's strengths are and to really run your own race. 
such an important aspect of living this life where we're not comparing ourselves to others. We know what we know about us. You know what you know about you. So capitalize on it. Once you find your value and you have a clear idea about your story and you have identified your strengths and you're ready to capitalize on them and take them to a new level, this is where you focus on your own growth and potential. Your own potential is different than someone else's potential. And it doesn't mean yours is better than some, or worse than someone else's or vice versa. Your potential is yours alone. One of the greatest privileges of my life leading and managing teams was that I latched on to this idea of coaching, even though I'm not an athlete, the idea of helping people achieve their full potential is one of the greatest pleasures of my life. Doing it inside corporations and doing it as a coach now because that potential has so much possibility woven into it. There's so much that you can do that you can take what you want from the accumulated value of your career and move it into other areas that there's actually tons of possibilities for you instead of limitations. But this commitment to focus on your growth and your potential is the way you just kick it up a notch. It's the way you elevate. And when you find it and you invest in it, that's when you know that you can just listen to yourself and what feels good and right and easy and best in your own moment and leave other people's opinions, leave the compare and despair behind. You just don't have to go there. There's a quote by Steve Jobs that says, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. They somehow already know what you truly want to become. And it's so true. Nobody else knows you like you know you. But you need to stop listening to that voice. We've talked about it before, right? That dialogue inside you. Start countering the compare and despair with thoughts of, I know who I am. I know what I can do. I know what I'm capable of. And I know what I want to do and what I'm willing to invest to make that happen. Listen, not comparing yourself to other people doesn't mean you don't desire more or that you stop pursuing more. What it does mean is the things you want, the things you're drawn to, and the things that you want to pursue are because you want to be the best you possible. You want to leave nothing on the field. It's your inner desire that is motivating you versus comparing yourself to someone else and trying to live their story. It's just not worth it. And it's worth practicing this principle of not comparing yourself to other people. It's worth 
cultivating obitory. All right, my friends, I'll talk to you again next time. If you like this podcast, I invite you to visit the Love Your Work Life website at elisashuck-careercoach.com. On the site, you'll find all the information you need to work with me one-on-one, as well as get access to my courses, Job Search Field Guide, and The Art of Stellar Interviews. I can't wait to help. I look forward to seeing you there.